Hey y'all, welcome back to Hot Takes with Kate. I am so excited to start out this season two of my podcast with a very special guest. His name is Jason Smith. He works for Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Dallas, and I have had the honor of meeting him through this amazing organization here at SMU. And I am so excited for this podcast today. He has so much wisdom. He was a previous athlete in college at Colorado State University and is now working for FCA. Uh, He has a lot of hot takes on ministry, young adult life, and mentors, actually. So I am so excited to dive into this conversation with you all and just have an amazing conversation and lots of good, good hot takes. All right. Well, Jason, thank you so much for coming onto the podcast. I'm very excited to have you. Uh, I feel like we're going to have a great conversation um, and just have some fun hot takes. And um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. Well, thanks, Caitlin. It's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, no, this is great. So every podcast, I start out with a hot take. So I figured we have to keep it going. (laughs) So please go ahead and give us your best hot take. Um, I feel like we should start probably start out around, you know, college athletics or yeah, that yeah. areas. That's the world that I live in a lot. Yeah, yes. collegiate athletics. Okay, so I was thinking about this and I, I wanted to, my hot take is collegiate athletics does not build character. Wow. So, uh, so maybe a little <laughs> controversial. I don't okay. know. I tried to, tried to uh, raise some eyebrows with that statement. Yeah. That's the point of a hot take, right? Yeah, okay. the whole point of a hot take. I mean, it's supposed to be controversial. Like, it's not supposed yeah, to be Yeah, okay. Common... <laughs> like, hey, what do you mean by that? Okay. Yeah. I do, I will I will say that sports has, it can mm-hmm. build character. But, yeah. but I think the idea that, or the perception that sports builds character yeah. is, is a misperception. Okay. I think... Um, Sports can build character, like I said, but there's nothing innately, inherently uh, in sports that builds good character. Uh, so, so what does build good character? Right. Okay. Yeah. This is what. So I would say I was just talking with uh, Natalie here, and I said, um, you know, professional athletes. I think so. Sports has the potential to build good character. Okay. I think sports has also has the potential to build bad character. And like I think wow. we could just look at the headlines, yeah, and see that uh, there's that that's happening in our world in athletics. Um, yeah, you know, for sure. Professional athletes, if sports builds character, then you would think that professional athletes who have who are playing sports at the highest level and have been playing sports their entire life should be the highest character people, <laughs> right? Yeah, if, yeah, for sure. If simply participating in sports builds character, but that's not always the case. I, I think obviously we see that, uh, I mean, there's a headline every day about a professional athlete who's in the spotlight, who has a, ma- a moral failure, a character failure, yep. you know? So there's nothing innately um, in sports that builds character i think sports can build character i also think that sports reveals character yeah that's actually very good so i think that's that's a good hot take in a sense yeah sports reveals character Mm -hmm. which is a big part of my story my own personal testimony my own life journey that i'd like to elaborate on 
And uh, I think there is a way that sports can build character. And uh, that's what I feel passionate about and is heavily involved in my, heavily related to my work with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I love that. That's like one of the best hot takes I think I've heard on the podcast. Okay, I'm glad. Well, thanks. Because I think character is one of those things, especially as athletes, you know, coaches try, especially football coaches, you hear them all the time say, I want to build your character. I want to build you up as a man. And uh, I think it's so easy uh, for athletes to get caught up in the spotlight of athletics rather than, okay, why am I actually doing this? And, you know, what am I seeking when I go into a game? What am I, what am I seeking when I go into a practice? And I think what they seek is what builds that character or what basically tears down their character. Yeah. Um, and, you know, being with FCA, you know, we try to build athletes up as Christians because um, the character of Jesus is what we want to help them achieve at some point um, or throughout their college career because it's so easy to get caught up in it, especially with social media today yeah. um, and just through the ego boosting um, through that. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, sports are so formative. Um, maybe that's another way to say it. Mm-hmm. Um, they shape you. You know, the experiences that you have as an athlete, the influences of both coaches and teammates. And then you add to that, like you alluded to, social media, yeah. um, just the headlines. I mean, when I, when I was an, an athlete, as you know, in high school and in college, even a little bit, like we didn't really have social media. Yeah. <laughs> just kind of exposing how long ago I played sports. But, yeah. you know, it was like, hey, there was always like, never read your own headlines, you know. Yeah. Because it'll go to your head. Yeah. Um, but uh, the influence of those things, like it's just like the culture of athletics, all of those things have a formative uh, influence. And uh, the coaches who see that, mm-hmm. they know that, and that's even maybe the reason why they coach are the one, and they, and they feel driven, motivated mm-hmm. to take the experience of coaching and the influence of athletics and use that as a positive, formative character building vehicle for young, young people. Yeah. Like they're the, they're the ones that I just admire and appreciate. And I do know that there are lots of coaches out there who do that. Yeah. And so that's where I think sports don't in and of themselves build character. I should say they don't in and of themselves build good character there's something that has to be added mm-hmm. to that environment. And there's like, a, it's like the secret sauce, to, yeah. you know, to building good character in athletics. Yeah. And uh, yeah, that the, my work with FCA has been largely, you know, revolved around that, the, spe- yeah. the special sauce, trying to add the special yeah. sauce <laughs> exactly. to athletics. Yeah. I like that, the special sauce yeah. reminds me of in and out you know? <laughs> right, that's exactly what I thought of. Yeah, <laughs> yeah so. Well, I'd love to share. So I'd love to elaborate a little bit more on my own journey in athletics, like how um, I would say sports revealed character in me, in my own life. And um, it has a way, like athletics has a way of testing you, uh, you know, putting you in environments and situations where kind of your true colors come out. Yeah. And uh, I know for me as a young athlete, um, that became evident pretty early on. And, uh, I would say I was, as I was thinking about this, I was like, I, I feel like I have to be 
like just like tra- transparently, like early on sports revealed a lot of insecurity mm. in me as a young athlete. Like yeah. I saw in my own character as a young man, as a result of being in a competitive environment that I had, I was, um, I had a lot of insecurity. I was, I had a lot of self doubt. Yeah. Um, I think there was maybe weakness and, and even like cowardice. Like I would, I would get very nervous um, mm. for for competition. And I started playing sports as a, as a little kid. I was practicing my professional autograph. Oh my goodness, you know, I used as to kid, do that all the Maybe time. you did that as well. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> even before, um, like when I, I was in middle school, like middle school is when I feel like the spotlight starts yeah. to hit on sports, especially for kids. And oh, I was yeah. like, oh man, you know, you never know who's going to ask for my autograph. Yeah. <laughs> practice it on Practice my paper. autograph. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I had that down. I was like, so I grew up playing soccer. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yeah, I'm MLS, professional soccer player. I'm, I'm on my way, yep. you know, so I got to get my autograph ready. <laughs> yeah. That's great. Um, so sports was a big part of my life as a kid. Hugely formative in my uh, early years. And like I said, I think I began to see how I put so much of my own identity and my own value, my own self-worth in my sports performance. Mm -hmm. And um, it was in high school when that really became very central to my life. Um, And uh, God used that in a very significant way. I mean, he used sports to reveal my my true colors yes uh and he used a he used a trial like a test and uh as a high school athlete i was really proud of the accomplishments that i had i had kind of made a name for myself so to speak and i was like thought i was pretty hot stuff and then uh went through a really difficult season and i hopefully there's athletes who are listening to this podcast who can relate to a trial you know in athletics whether it be an injury or just a failure of some kind or i don't know something something that happens i think if you haven't had trials in athletics then maybe you weren't trying that hard (laughs) right yeah you weren't really serious about it one athlete that hasn't had a trial yeah whether that's injury right or just a major loss at some point in their career yeah that's what i love about sports now being in the role that i'm in is to be able to step into people, especially young people, mm-hmm. whether it's a middle school, high school, or collegiate athletes, to step into their life yeah. when they're in the midst midst of that that yes. moment. Um, because what what was revealed in my character as a high school athlete when I faced a trial in athletics, yeah. the my, sports revealed that I had I had idolized athletics 100 like sports had become an idol in my life i had put all my stock all my worth all my identity in who i was as an athlete and uh it was revealed to be a a faulty foundation and uh you know praise praise god for his grace that he worked in my life through some very important people um when that faulty foundation was revealed that he began to rebuild a firm foundation, mm. you know, through, it was like, I had to go through that rock bottom moment where sports, you know, revealed where my heart was in order for him to expose that 
and then bring me into a place of a, of a new foundation, which through the ministry of FCA at my high school, a couple of my high school football coaches um, who were hugely influential in my life, and then, a, and then a high school teammate who I still am friends with today, they started to bring me to the Fellowship of Christian Athletes, the huddle is what we call it, yep. the group, you know, at yep. my high school. And um, these people just loved me oh. unconditionally, which, again, as an athlete who's used to being so defined by your performance, yep. to be loved despite, you know, your performance, especially in despite your failure. I was like, there is nothing lovable about me, you know. Yeah. Because wow. I saw myself as a failure. But then to be welcomed by a, an authentically gospel-centered Christian community who loved me as a child of God yep. and not as a, you know, as a performer, mm-hmm. I was like, I don't have a category they, for and this. And they didn't see you as yeah. anyone or anything except for a child of God. Yeah. And I think it's so beautiful when people do that. And it's, I think the world is lacking it in general Amen. today. Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's one of the ways that... The, that believers you know the church can have a profound impact on on the world around us is like the way that we love people yeah you know as an image bearer yeah created 100%. you know created by god and not based on their accomplishments or, or failures or whatever and, and sometimes it's hard to love people <laughs> yes that is also true yeah but yeah. you know you just reminded of how we were loved when mm-hmm. we were unlovable mm. by God. That's good. And that motivates us to reciprocate that love unto others, you know. And that was what I experienced in my FCA huddle as a high school kid. Yep. And I was like, this is the only place where I feel like I belong, like where I'm accepted. Mm-hmm. And, you know, God used that to rebuild my life. Yeah. Not on my own performance or my own merit, but on the finished work, the perfect merit of Christ. And I became, I was like, I understood that I was fully accepted. Yeah. Like, because of him and what he had done. Well, and that's just how you know when the Holy Spirit is dwelling within people. Because, I mean, Jesus wouldn't, he never has rejected anyone. I mean, ever. And he still doesn't reject anyone. Um, And I think that's the beauty of having a relationship with him. He's omnipresent and he's never changing. Um, And, you know, sometimes we can change as humans. Um, Mm -hmm good or bad, uh, but he's never changing. And Mm -hmm. I think when people don't ever stop, you know, putting an effort to care for you or love you or just have a pure relationship with you and really just want to help you and um, encourage you and build you up, I think it's just such a beautiful thing um, to have and to see um, in a group of people, especially with FCA and athletes. Yeah. There's something very consistent and stable and safe Mm -hmm. and good about a a community of people that are really rooted in Christ. Yeah. And as an athlete, again, like if you're, if you don't have something stable that's unchanging in your life, you are going to be riding the roller coaster like every day. Oh and that was true of me before I knew the Lord. Yep. Like I was a, I was a mess. Like I was up and down based on how I performed that day or what I maybe thought coach thought about me or how I, re, how I compared to another athlete on my team. Like Oh, it was an emotional, psychological, just complete unrest. Yeah. Um, because there was no solid foundation in my life. No. There was nothing that anchored my mind and my heart. Yeah. And until I put my faith in the solid rock of Jesus Christ, that became like, mm-hmm. there's something in my life that never changes. Yeah. And as an athlete, but I mean, anybody, you know, yes. of, of any, like <laughs> you, if you don't have that, you know, yeah. you're going to be riding the wave and the wind like every day. 
So there's so much goodness that comes from a relationship with Christ. And my life was so transformed by that. And specifically as an athlete, like that was the world that I lived in was athletics. Like my life was so changed and transformed that fast forward a couple years from high school, um, I put, I, I had a moment at a FCA summer camp mm-hmm. where a professional athlete was sharing testimony. And, uh, of course, you know, this is a professional football player. Yeah. So I'm like anything that this guy says, like I'm all ears. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, he had, ju- he was just sharing a message specifically about how, like in our pride, mm-hmm. we resist trusting Christ. Cause it's like, I'll, I'm, I can do it myself. Mm-hmm. And that was totally me. Like I was like, God, in my before before I had that moment where my character my mm-hmm. was really revealed, I was like, you know, God is a nice accessory in my life, and yeah. I can go to Him when I need it. Yeah. But really, I'm on the throne here, like I'm yeah. running the show. Exactly. And it, like He was at the camp, like this guy was just speaking right to that, and wow. I was like, oh my gosh, God's, you know, He's reading my mail, like I'm yeah. exposed. And so He made an invitation to trusting Jesus Christ and. I did uh, at the camp. I was 17 years old. Crazy enough, that is that will be 20 years ago next summer. Wow! So I, ha- wow. I feel like I have to do something special. I guess you know, it's yeah, you 20th should. anniversary. It was in Estes Park, Colorado, at the YMCA of the oh, Rockies. That's cool. So I'm gonna. I think I like make, make I feel a like trip. That's like the perfect place to. Have. <laughs> I know. Yeah, that's actually the that's the birthplace of FCA is YMCA is of really? the Rockies uh, in Estes Park, Colorado, in 1956. Oh, I wow. believe. Oh, that's very cool. If my supervisor was listening to it, I don't know the date. I'll get yeah. in trouble. <laughs> I should know that. It's I, 1956, I believe, was the first FCA camp in, in oh, the wow. YMCA of the Rockies in Nessus Park. And that's where I got saved in June of 2004. Wow. And so. That's so cool. Uh, FCA in, in high school, the FCA camp. And then I went on to be a college athlete, a two-sport college athlete at Colorado State University, mm-hmm. football and track. And I got plugged into FCA right away. Um, I got mentored, discipled. I had a faith. I had a community of peers that were pursuing Christ together. It just totally revolutionized, transformed my whole college experience. Yeah, like for the better. Like I don't. Wow, that's it, so cool. It was. I feel like it really helped me to maximize um, every every little bit of my college athlete experience. And hundred percent. And then I even got a chance as a college athlete to start mentoring some high school athletes. Uh-huh. help them grow in their faith so it went full circle yeah and then when i graduated from college i was like there's only one thing i want to do yeah with my life and that's try to recreate my own story through the ministry of fca so i i decided to pursue a staff position with fca that's so cool after that yeah that takes a lot of courage too i feel like right out of college just go straight into ministry too i always admire the people that uh go into that because i think everyone gets so focused on like what kind of job am I going to have? You know, sure. I have to, you know, make this much money to be at a certain place by this point. And I think yeah. we get so caught up in, it's kind of what you said, the pride of trying to control things and hmm. do things our way. But at the end of the day, like we have to realize God always provides. He always makes way for things to happen. Yeah. And um, when you're serving him first, man, there's so many doors that just open left and right. I would agree. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. And he, he has a way of directing your path to put you right where he wants you to be. Mm-hmm. Well, to your point about, you know, pursuing ministry after college and everybody has to make a really significant decision, mm-hmm. you know, as they approach graduation. 
Um, and it feels like it's significant. Yeah. Um, but I, I always just try to encourage, especially as I get to work with, with either high school athletes who are trying to make decisions about college mm -hmm. or college athletes who are trying to make decisions about their professional life. Yeah. Um, the Lord will put you where he wants you to be. Um, you just need to seek him first. Yeah. And uh, I tried to play in the NFL for a short period of time, but uh, the Lord had other plans That's hard. for yeah. me. That was another thing like I, I had to come to grips with like, you know, kind of letting go of my professional aspirations. Yeah. Um, but again, if like, if I didn't have Christ as a solid rock mm -hmm. for my life and knowing that ultimately like my value is, is in him and who he declares me to be, um, you know, that would have been, it would have been like yeah. devastating to think that my sports career, which was at one point, everything, the center of my universe, you oh. know, is coming to an end. Yeah. And we see athletes go through that. Too. Oh, all the time. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I had an identity crisis and I was medically retired. So it happened to me earlier on oh, yeah. than most people. Yeah. So I was in the middle of college <laughs> and I was going Dang. through the loss of my sport. But, you know, I think God chases you harder um, when things like that mm -hmm. happen. Mm -hmm. um, and you just start to realize like there is no fulfillment in this life. There's no fulfillment in my flesh. And God is really the only fulfillment in my life. Um, and it, everything comes to an end at some point. Even your job, you know, there's a season for each job. Right. And you're not going to be in that one job forever. And you're not going to be with those people forever. So don't find identity in those people or in that season of life because it's always going to be changing. And I think, to your point, just keeping identity in Christ and keeping him first. You're never going to be disappointed. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a way of just totally blowing your mind and surprising you and blowing all your expectations out of the water with what he provides for you. And the plans that he has for you are better than the plans that you have for yourself. Oh, 100%. <laughs> yeah. And sometimes yeah. in the moment when you really want to have a certain plan, you know, especially your way, it's very hard to yeah. say, okay, I'm letting con you yeah. control, you right. know? <laughs> right. Absolutely. So. Yeah. So anyway, sports, um, you know, is a character builder if it's done the right way. And yeah. God used sports in my life to build my life and my character on the solid rock of, of Christ. And that's, again, like as I think about working for FCA, yeah. that's what I want to help uh, young athletes and, and coaches as well, yeah. you know, to that's do. Awesome. So it's, it's fun. It's a blessing. Yes, yeah. for sure. FCA is yeah. a great thing. So, yeah. Um, all right. Well, going on to hot take number two. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> changing gears. Going to post athletics, young adult life kind of around that area yeah what's your hot take yeah well young adults are such an interesting demographic Hence uh, me. <laughs> right yeah I think I, I don't know if I still I, I, I think I still count as a young adult I mean I'm still you are, involved with you're, you're at the porch the ministry of the porch at yeah. watermark church yeah. yeah yeah and uh that's a young adult ministry and and so um so much significant um, experiences and stuff that happen when you're a young adult yeah. in the, in those twenties and thirties. Um, again, in some ways, like, like sports are so formative, like your experiences as a young adult are so formative and in many ways are kind of laying the, the bedwork, the bedrock for uh, the groundwork for, you know, yeah. the, the rest of your life. And, uh, so as I think, as I think about young adults and my experience as a young adult and working with young adults, the hot take that I, that I, uh, want to, express here right. okay the, the the thing that young adults need most mm -hmm. is the church mm -hmm. 
That's my hot take on young adults. And uh, like, like I said, young adults are navigating a lot. Um, they're trying to figure out who they are going to marry. Yeah. They're trying to figure out their what career they're going to devote themselves to. Yep. Then um, those are even like kind of external things, but even internally, they're trying to discover their gifts, yeah. their talents, their skills, their contribution to the world around them. Yeah. Um, and I think sometimes young adults will try to navigate that by themselves. Oh yes, hundred percent. Um, or at, among other young adults, which are just <laughs> as lost as they are. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I think what young adults need most is the church and the life of the church and to be invested and involved and committed members of the local, the local church. Yep. I'm saying like a local body. Like, and you know, I think to elaborate on that, because I can see people coming, combating that and saying, well, not all churches are healthy. I think to find a healthy church is also very important. Yeah, there's sort of something that's implied in that hot take that, uh, hey, let's find a healthy <laughs> yes. church. Yeah, yeah, because there's a lot of church hurt out there. Um, and I think people have to realize, I mean, there is church hurt. Mm. Every church is imperfect. Right. Um, yes. And that is not a full representation of who God is. Um, but if it is to a point where it is tearing you down, maybe that's not the right church for you. Um, and I think there, there's multiple churches for a reason. (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, I think there's unhealthy and healthy churches at the same time. That could be another hot take for another episode. Oh, that's a whole nother probably discussion topic, but just to kind of go into that, I think what you're saying is find a healthy church and get involved in that way. But also, what do you mean by getting involved and um, kind of going more off that? Yeah. So I think one one thought that I have that I think would really benefit is a, is a great benefit to young adults um, that the church participation in the church allows them to um, access is really just like the wisdom and the life experience mm. of older people. Mm. Um, you know, older older believers who have been walking with the Lord for many years and have now the wisdom of hindsight and, you know, those years of experience having gone through what we go through um, to just sit at the feet of those seasoned saints <laughs> yep. and glean from them. You know, that requires, I think, some humility, yep. you know, to be willing to let an older Christian mm-hmm. um, pour into your life and maybe yeah. instruct you like a father would to a son or a mother to a daughter or kind of that relationship because the church is described as the family of God. And so we have like spiritual moms and dads and yes. why not sit under their instruction, you know, yeah. if they've been walking with the Lord, you know, longer than we have. Yeah. Um, there's, there's so much to gain from those relationships. But again, like I said, a lot of times I think young adults try to navigate things on their own. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, that, that ultimately is probably rooted in some pride, some Mm self-sufficiency. And to be able to enter into the life of the church, to engage with other believers of, you know, all sorts of different ranges of ages and experiences and to glean from that, uh, that, 
provision of God's grace in the church could is is such a service to young adults. It kind of helps us to take our eyes off of ourselves a little bit. Yeah. Uh, which is the other thing that I would say about the local church is like God, if you're if you're a follower of Christ, he he really commands you oh, to yes. invest in the church, like to serve, to leverage your gifts yep. for the building up of others, mm-hmm. which does help to turn your eyes off yourself, yep. which I think young adults could do, could do more of. Yeah, <laughs> you know? I agree. So. Well, I think and it's so easy to get caught up in the hustle and bustle of being a young adult. Like you yeah. go from college to this whole new yeah. life and life gets busy. I mean, you have so many different responsibilities. Yeah. Stacy had a hot take where she said, uh, college athletes are horrible at time management post athletics. I said, Oh, that's kind of true. Yeah, I mean, I would, yeah. cause you know, your whole schedule is always laid out for you and you don't yeah. know how to really manage your time. <laughs> it's true. Yeah. yeah. Somebody else is doing it for you. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of learning to have a schedule for yourself, but mm-hmm. I've found it even hard for me during the week to maybe go out and serve and do things um, just to, you know, put away that time because you're like, oh, I have so many other things to do. But at the same time, when you force yourself to go and do it, you never regret it ever. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Getting yourself out of your comfort zone a little bit or just like thinking outside of yourself and Mm -hmm. how you might be able to serve others. Um, you know, like I said, leveraging the gifts that God has given you to build up the body of Christ. And, um, you know, I even think how, no, I don't, I will not claim to be an expert on this topic, but our mental health crisis, Mm. you know, the anxiety that a lot of young adults especially are experiencing, Mm -hmm. I think can be attributed to in some sense that we are very self-focused. Um, and, uh, a solution, again, by participating in the, the local church is like you can become others focused, you know, and, and maybe see how giving yourself your time, your energy, your abilities to helping someone else yep. can actually be the a really great way, you know, to combat some of that, how we get stuck. We just get stuck with focused on ourselves sometimes. And, oh, 100%. And, so, and I think with the generation today... I had this revelation the other day because I even struggle with it. But a lot of young adults have trouble hearing the word no. Hmm. And um, (laughs) when you go and you get involved in church, you're very much kept accountable. And a lot of people read the Bible and they read certain things. And if they agree with it, then it's, oh, okay. Yeah, then that's that's fine. Like, oh, this is good. But if they disagree with it and it doesn't abide mm. by what they're living by, mm. then it's like, oh, this is cult-like. This is all these different things. Yeah. And it's like, no, this is actually just the truth. And you either want to hear it or you don't. Oh, cool. um, but, you know, a lot of people just have trouble hearing, no, you shouldn't be doing that. And yeah. keeping, you know, keeping themselves accountable. And I think that's the one reason people push God and the Bible and the church away mm. because they just don't want to hear the word no. Wow. That's a really good point. I didn't even think about that yeah. in, the, in this particular. <laughs> sure, so yeah, like submitting yourself to, um, you know, the leadership of the church, the, the, the accountability of, of yeah. other believers in the church. Ulti- and it can be done in a loving word. way. I'm not saying yeah. that it has to be super harsh, but yeah. I think just hearing the word no, yeah. it's, it's not to your agenda. Yeah. Then, Ultimately, yeah, submitting yourself to God's word. Yeah. Uh, to God, to him. Yeah. Submitting yourself to him. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, we need that. Yeah. So anyway, uh, there's 
There's a lot more. I was even thinking about, you know, right, my, we could go down right? the whole rabbit hole. Yeah, yeah. No, <laughs> um, I just, I really want, that's what I want most. I think that's good. For young adults is just to, I mean, really, this is a gift that mm. God has given to us. And like, it's just a, such a provision of his grace in the, is the local church. And to your point earlier, like no church is perfect. Yeah. Like we're all work in progress. Yes. You know, we're the Holy Spirit is doing his work in each one of us. Mm-hmm. There, there are ways that we get hurt by other people in yeah. the in the church yeah but i think even in that is like god gives us a prescription for how to pursue reconciliation forgiveness and that yeah. can bring tremendous healing and growth and so just all those things happening in the life of, of a healthy local church you know which is a hot take for another day yes but uh i've been involved with the porch now since um basically the start of this year and uh i'm even like hey if if you're uh, participating in a ministry like that and you're going and you're enjoying the teaching and the worship or whatever that might be and you're participating, I want to challenge you if you're a young adult, like become an owner, like mm-hmm. be a volunteer, like get on a service team, a leadership team at the porch. Obviously, we invite people to be leaders with our yeah. various teams that oh, you did. Was, did you do that? I did, I did the yeah. porch. Okay. Yeah, it was one of the best things I ever did. It brought me out of my comfort zone. Yeah. You have to go up and just talk to random people. I mean, yes, yeah. <laughs> which is, I think today that brings anyone out of their comfort zone. Yeah. Um, because you get rejected all the time. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and people walk away from you and you just have to keep smiling and move forward. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I know that. I've yeah. been experiencing that every week <laughs> yeah. uh, now, but it's been so good. Yeah. You know, it's so a, good. I love that ministry. It, and it brings you closer, I think, to scripture memory and. Um, mm-hmm. just diving deeper with other fellow believers yeah. as well. So it's yeah. cool. Absolutely. So I don't, there was the only other thing I was thinking about maybe related to that was like this, the concept of discipleship. Yeah. Like I was as a, as a young adult being involved in the church where I actually really got discipled, like somebody, an older, an older man or a group of, of men in a Bible study who really like taught me God's word yeah, was like just oh, it's amazing. so significant. Yeah. hundred yeah. percent. I needed, I very much needed the church Yeah, as a young adult. Yeah. yeah. You definitely need it. I like that hot take. That's good. Cool. Okay. Um, all right. Good. Last one. Free for yeah, all. Yeah. Whatever you want it to be on. Okay. This is good. I was going to try to be funny or something like that or like, yeah. I don't know, something. It's about... okay. You can keep it serious. Yeah. 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 No. So that what I, what I, what I was really kind of on my heart and mind, I was like, the idea that you're you're never gonna feel good enough to be a mentor. Mm. Uh, that's my hot take. You're you're just never gonna feel ready. Yeah. You're never gonna feel good enough to be a mentor. That's good. But don't let that hold you back. Mm. Uh, obviously, in in my story, both as a high high school kid, college kid, and as a young adult, like my life has just been so blessed by mm. mentors. Yes, same. Um, I don't know where I would be today if it weren't for those people in my life. And uh, I still, you know, will reach out to some of them uh, and just say, hey, thank you for your influence. Like, and I feel very fortunate, like, to be able to be a mentor now to some younger athletes. And even just last year, so I work for the Fellowship of Christian Athletes at one of the campuses that I serve is here in Dallas at SMU. Yeah. And um, last year uh, was 
had a chance to pour into a group of young men yeah. in a weekly Bible study that I did along, uh, along with one of my other FCA staff guys. Cool. It's like our favorite time of the week. Yeah, that's awesome. And I realized that when, so the, the, the FCA staff guy, his name's mm-hmm. Aaron, who invested in me as yeah. a college athlete, mm-hmm. he was the age that I am now when yeah. he first started mentoring me. Oh my goodness. I don't know if I meant, cool. if I articulated that correctly. Yeah. But like I am now the age that he was when he started that, mentoring. Yes, you. Yeah. yeah. And I told that to the guys. I'm like, guys, this first of all, this makes me feel really old. <laughs> but secondly, like this is so significant. It's all God's grace. Mm-hmm. But I'm like, man, just to see that now so much of this is going full circle. Like the mentors who invested in me cha- like totally changed my life. Yeah. And now I get to be on the other side of the table, you know, a generation later. Oh yeah. And uh, I still don't really feel like I'm qualified. I mean, I don't feel qualified. You know, at you all. like never feel ready, and you're, you know, you're you're doing the same thing. You're pouring into a group of young women. Yeah. You know, who are you know a generation behind you, and yep. You show up every week, and you're just like, gosh, I hope this goes well, or like I don't really and, know. And you know, I think the one thing about mentors is the best ones I've ever had. They kind of become your best friend. Yeah. And I think that's all you really want in a mentor. Mm-hmm. I just want a, a best friend that I can go and talk to and yeah. seek wisdom from. Yeah. Not, they're not going to tell me what to do, but they're just going to give me wisdom on things that they've learned in their life and things that they feel like God has shown them through their life. Yeah. And I think that's all you really, that's some of the best mentors I've had. That's what they've shown me. And yeah. I try to tell the girls uh, in Bible study, you know, I want to be your friend. I'm not here right. as some superior. I'm here to be your friend and I'm right. here to get to learn with you at the same time. And sometimes I learn a lot from them. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And they make me better. And that's really the so coolest true. thing. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's one of the huge benefits of being a mentor, like choose, like choosing to step into a mentoring relationship where you're pouring into somebody else's like, you don't necessarily even realize how much you're going to grow. Oh yeah. As a result of that. Like, mm-hmm. it's not just about their growth, mm-hmm. but you're going to be like, you're going to benefit from it in more ways than you ever realized. Yep. From their wisdom, but also just from like the way that God works in you to, yeah, to help you in those situations, and yeah, it's it's really really significant. And uh, I think there was let's see something that you said that was uh, made me think of something. But the opportunity now to be a mentor, yeah. and um, I think oh okay, so your what you said about mentor like being a friend yeah you know and um i think that's a great way to think about it because you alluded to like it's not it's not like i'm in a position of superiority no that's gonna like instruct you you know that that creates a lot of pressure like if you're a mentor like oh i have to have all this figured out and know everything before i can impart that to somebody else like that's not the case at all but a mentor if you think about the truest sense or the truest meaning of a friend like that's somebody who loves you listens to you supports you cheers you on challenges you Mm -hmm. when necessary holds you accountable and would look to give you wisdom and advice but hopefully that wisdom and advice ultimately is just pointing you back to god's truth yeah you know so sometimes it's like well i may not have the answers but i trust that god god's word you know, would let's like let's go there. 
Yeah, you know, exactly. So I think, well, and that's how um, I think you should always go about things, even with just your friends. Yeah. You know, hey, I don't know if I'm really qualified to give you advice yeah. on this. This is how I've gone about it. Let's see if there's something in the Bible that can help direct you in the right yeah, direction. Absolutely. And I think that's honestly the best advice you can give yeah. anyone. And I think as mentors, right, you're just trying to help those people grow closer in, in the word and dive yeah. deeper. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Like you're both on a journey towards becoming more Christ-like. Yeah. You know, hopefully walking more according to God's word and by his spirit. And so you're just like kind of in some ways a fellow traveler who's just maybe a few seasons down the road than yeah. the per- than the other person, you yeah, know? exactly. And so I just like, like I said, mentors have been so yeah. impactful in my own life that my favorite thing about what I get to do now is to try to be a mentor. Mm-hmm. And I'm like... I still feel like I fall short all the time. Oh yeah, but the 100%. like the most important thing is like just get in the game, you know. Yeah. Like find somebody who's actually I heard a guy say is like okay, find somebody who's a little bit younger than you, mm-hmm. find somebody who's a little bit older than you, yeah. and just put yourself in the middle. Yeah, exactly. And like gain from the older one and then pass it on to the younger one. And yeah. like that's really what Jesus calls us to do in making disciples and fulfilling the Great Commission. Yeah, you know. And so it's one of the most rewarding things that anybody could, yeah, I think that you could spend your time on. Oh, 100%. Is just being a mentor. And athletics is such a great, I'm like constantly now working for FCA in Dallas. Every athlete that I meet, you know, whether it's at the gym or at the church or at the grocery store or whatever, I'm like, hey, you should get involved with FCA. Yeah. Take what you've learned as an athlete and the way that God's shaped your life and pour in, now pour into, you know, a middle school kid. Or high school 100%. Kid, you know? and, a, and majority of athletes, that's a lot of your testimony. You don't even think about it. Yeah. So, you know, take your testimony and use it to your benefit. And I think for me, it was more so I was so bad at what happened with my sport and just how it all went down mm. that I'm like, wait, I got to rethink this. I grew mm. a relationship with the Lord and I said, he did this for a reason. And this reason is to go back and help athletes that maybe injury was a big part of my story. And yeah. so, um, and I think injury is a big story for a lot of athletes absolutely and athletes get injured all the time yeah and so you know it's how you use the struggles that you go through um to really help make a difference for the younger generation and encourage i mean at the end of the day people just need to be encouraged especially athletes yeah you need to be built up and mentors i feel like when you have a good mentor they just constantly are building right. you up because you're torn down all the time yeah, in athletics and yeah. in school so um even yeah. in your job like now I still feel like I need a mentor because I'm torn down at work every day yeah. by, you know, just discussions and it's just business, yeah. right? But it still gets to your head. Yeah. That's a great point. And as a former athlete yourself and like, even though you might be hurting on the inside, you've kind of learned to put on the exterior. Yeah. And I think we can do that. And I think a lot of athletes do that, but underneath, there is some pain, there's some hurt, there's maybe some lostness, some questions. Yep. And it can be so, so impactful for somebody to maybe who's willing just to kind of get underneath that exterior and yep. walk, walk with you. 100%. You know, and you can do that uh, now as in somebody else's life. And That's good. So yeah. anyway, big, big fan of mentors. Want to yes. challenge everybody. You're never going to feel ready. Yeah. But 
just go for it. You know, find find somebody yeah. you can pour into. No, that's good. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, that's great advice. Well, this well, is good, Jason. Any any closing remarks? Anything you wanted to add that no. maybe you didn't get to? Well, I just uh, this has been a lot of fun, yeah. and uh, I feel like we could continue to dig into some oh of these gosh. topics. We but, could have a, <laughs> a lot of different discussions. But yeah, I mean, You'll this have to is. Come back. <laughs> I'd love to. Yeah, yeah. Uh, this is just so much of the story of my own life and mm-hmm. the the thing that drives me in my work today with the Fellowship of Christian Athletes here in Dallas. And um, that's, so, that's so encouraging too, I think, for people to hear that, you know, just to have, see someone like you um, go from athletics and then in, you know, your adult life, just continuing to serve yeah. him through, especially athletics um, and young athletes. It's really cool. Well, thanks. Well, God has been incredibly kind and gracious to yeah. lead and guide and even the story about how I ended up in Dallas was just, is just yeah. a crazy story <laughs> so it's all glory to him all credit to him oh, and I'm super good. thankful for that yeah th- that. and thankful to you yes. for allowing me to come on yeah and join you today no so thank this you. was really fun yeah well, I agree thanks Jason cool thanks Caitlin all right